Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Journal. I'm your host, John Curley. Tonight, I'll have uh, Nick on co-hosting with me. What's going on, Nick? Hey, how's it going? How's their uh, holidays been? Oh, man, it's great, great. Uh, sent my kid off to uh, Sweden, so uh, it wasn't too good of a Christmas for me, so I didn't get to see her too much. So, you know, off to uh, Sweden and... Uh, uh, Denmark, she went to Denmark, Sweden, um, Copenhagen. She's she's going to four different places over there, so she's she's living the life, I guess. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's awesome. No, she's absolutely. living the dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, so how was your uh, how was your Christmas, bud? It was good. It was good. I uh, it was pretty uh, it was pretty chill to be honest. Um, I got uh, I all my uh, family uh were really supportive of me getting into ghost hunting. Oh, cool. um, like I think I texted you. My my sister got me like the encyclopedia on ghosts and spirits. And so it's like this big, thick book of, you know, just like everything you could possibly think of. Um, and which, you know, I'm really thrilled about. And then my, uh, and more on the like nerdy techie side of ghost hunting of uh, just getting an external hard drive for like all of the files from our investigations. Yeah, uh, man, so I'm like, gonna... yeah. What, what's, what size terabyte did you get? Uh, just a two terabyte for now, but Dude, just something to at least up. start. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Just <laughs> something to start. You know, I think I was asking you at the last investigation. I was like, what should I get for like to start like my, kit and you're like a good mic and an external hard drive and i was like okay i got a half decent mic i'll get an external hard drive and then you know for my birthday i'll get a mic so so slowly oh, yeah, but surely i get it yeah it's stuff a real nice digital voice recorder that uh you know I, I like olympus olympus has been good for me so i really enjoy olympus um i do have some task cams and i have some zooms and uh but i like them all they're all very good uh, recording devices and they pick up really good EVPs. Uh, I think the best one I have is like the uh, Olympus DS40. It's like a real old one. They don't make it anymore, but man, I've picked up a lot of stuff on that thing over the years. It's been pretty cool. Um, so tonight we're going to talk about urban legends in Pennsylvania. So I know you were digging up some, some urban legends in PA. So uh, what, what'd you dig up? Yeah. So I got like four stories and, and I have some reserved ones if, uh, we, you know, if we need more time, but um, I, it's kind of, I think goes over the whole kind of everything paranormal from like a classic ghost story to kind of more weird cryptid ones to uh, a mothman ish one. So we have like a oh, whole cool. bunch. So like, um, so I thought these were just some of my favorites and ones that I thought were really interesting. And um, yeah, so I, you know, you just want to dive in? Yeah, let's just dive into it, man. All right, cool. So I wanted to start with this ghost story. I found this one out um, actually fairly recently. I think just the other week, um, I follow this person called Uncharted Lancaster. They're a really great uh, like historical um, – well, they basically just try to like find kind of the like hidden – pieces of history in Lancaster, you know, like if there's like a 
forgotten graveyard they want to go find it or just like a forgot or like a ghost town they want to go find it um but just the other week they um posted this really i thought a very classic ghost story that i didn't know about um over at um fishing creek uh do you know where that is like it's the lancaster conservatory's fishing creek nature preserve yeah yeah i know exactly where that's at yeah i i went there once a long time ago when i first moved here um, but apparently there's a ghost story attached to that area. Um, so basically in um, 1905, uh, an edition of the Journal for the Lancaster County Historical Society wrote about uh, this, this story. So, <clears throat> so basically there was this uh, – this, well, here, I, this is actually a quote right from the journal – um, Paul's Hollow, a lonely place in uh, in Drewmore Township in Lancaster County, is haunted by the spirit of a peddler who was killed there. An old lumpen who broke his neck on Fishing Creek and could still be seen there at, at, of nights. And so the story goes that this uh, that this older man, what they call in this article and throughout the uh, article is as a old lumpen he was um a fisher uh he was just this guy who would just frequent the uh, fishing creek and he would always like sing a tune while he was um going down fishing creek you know yeah yeah and um and so he would go there almost every day and then one day someone found him uh Basically, it seemed like he fell from one of the high cliffs there. And if folks had been there, you know, there's like these really like sharp rocks that stick out. And so it seems like he fell and broke his neck on one of the rocks. Ooh, dang, yeah. And so someone was like, oh, my God, like I have to go tell someone, you know, I just found this person. They're, they're dead. And so, excuse me, they went to tell the authorities and they came back and apparently his head was missing. Oh, that's not and, good at all. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly, from from what you know, people said is that they assumed that it was probably animals took it or something. Um, but the legend goes that you can still hear him singing uh, late at night uh, if you're walking the creek. Oh man! Um, if which you was I, down there fishing and heard that late at night, you hear somebody singing, and like, oh, that was, that's a little chill up your spine. Yeah, right. Freaky as hell. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I found that, and I was like, "Oh, that's just it's uh it's sad." You know, of course, you don't hear anyone hear about anyone dying, but like, it's just such a kind of creepy, classic story of like a, a of a haunt of you know. You just hear so many kind of classic stories like this. I thought it was like a perfect one to kind of begin this uh, episode with. Yeah, I mean, somebody's just. Gets their head taken off by ugh, wild animals, or so. Oh, man, that's kind of ugh. That's kind of nasty. <laughs> that would definitely make you want to haunt the place. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! No, absolutely. Yeah, I and I thought of it too because one of the things that um, you always do, uh, and you, I, I don't know if you, you, you may have talked about it on the show, but like you heard that whistle, you. Because I know when we've been investigating together, you always whistle like a tune to yeah. try to get them to yeah. whistle back. And you've heard whistles 
back, like of, oh, of yeah. tunes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've recorded them. They're freaking awesome too, man. It was at um, at the Landon House. It would only whistle that particular tune. It must have really liked it when it was when they were alive. They must have really liked that song because it was the. And I, I would have never heard it unless it whistled it. It whistled it itself. I you know I just that, I didn't just make that tune up. It like it, mm-hmm. I heard it. I recorded it. I was uh, whistling Dixie in that old uh, Civil War plantation, and we heard a whistle back, but it wasn't it wasn't Dixie. It was another tune, and uh, luckily I had a recorder at the other end of the mansion, and it, and it captured the whole tune. And uh, when I went back there, I uh, I whistled that tune, and lo and behold, man, it it whistled it back. I, I couldn't believe it. At first, I thought it was an echo, and uh, excuse me, and uh, it wasn't an echo. I started whistling different tunes and I didn't get any responses like an echo back. But when I whistled that tune again, it whistled it in the next room over. And I'm like, whoa, that's right on the other side of this wall. And then I whistled the tune again and then it was down the next level. I'm like, this thing is, this is crazy. It's like moving throughout the house, like in different places. And then at one point I was downstairs and it would do it all so often, not like every time. I mean, every like tenth time you did it, it would do it, and uh, it was just so strange. But it was phenomenal, man. I mean, I've never had that happen again uh, since. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, man, to experience that firsthand, to experience that, it, it is freaking amazing. You will be like blown away, man. I mean, blown away. What do you think it is about? Like, why did you think? that they like can try to communicate back in whistle versus like, like sound waves sound. Yeah. Yep. I, I have a big theory about sound waves of, of uh, they can use sound waves to uh, communicate and uh, like using ambient noises and stuff like that. I, I think they can use it. I, I even bought a, uh, a tuning fork. I'm going to start incorporating a tuning fork. I have been using it. I haven't used it with you guys yet, but I've, in prior investigations, uh, I've used it. I haven't gotten any responses with it yet, but I'm I've, I'm trying to use it to see if I can get responses. You know what I mean? Like if we can strike this tuning fork and focus it in one direction, maybe it can use this tuning fork uh, vibrations to, to talk. You know, that would mm. be freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's less like they're trying, like it's it's more like a manipulation of the just, uh, just vibrations more than like they're actually like producing like, like because I know you've talked about like how you know you, we hear voices right like I've heard voices you know, yeah, and it's like voices, yeah. yeah, and it's like there's not a body for you know the wind to go through the air pipe. Yeah, to, there's no body present anymore. It. So how's yeah. it doing it? You know, yeah, and so that's the big mystery. Yeah, so is your theory that they're like just manipulating just the the vibrations in the air to like, yeah, okay, yeah, somehow, somehow, you know, I do believe that the uh, you know when the physical body's gone, Mm -hmm. subconscious mind does live on. Like we still live on, but we just we don't have a body anymore. So you know, your subconscious mind is living on. How they're figuring out how they they can talk is is amazing. You know, mm-hmm. totally amazing. Uh, you know, you hear this, like you heard that first disembodied voice in an investigation. You were like, whoa, you know, you were, yeah. like, oh, you know, it <laughs> was amazing. The, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. Like, you're hearing a voice out loud and there's no one there, you know, mm-hmm. so 
we can't see it. We can hear it audibly, but we can't see it. You know, so mm-hmm. that's the freaky part. You know, that's the total freaky part about everything. So can you imagine if you was down in that creek and you're like doing a little night fishing or something, and all of a sudden you start hearing somebody singing a song or whistling or something, and there's no one else around? That's going to get you a little creeped out. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I think it's just like, you know, I haven't done like a, I mean, I've only been in a handful of investigations, but they've always been inside or whatever. But um, it's very interesting, like when you hear these stories of like outside, um, you, you know, like paranormal activity, like in the woods, you know what I mean? Where it's like, we're so used to thinking of like a haunted house or a haunted building or something like that. But like, the idea of just like these woods are being haunted, you know, that there's a spirit just roaming this, a, a, a creek, you know, just like going yeah. up and down. Like, yeah, I mean, if you're ever in the woods at night, and it's, it's pretty dark and quiet. Mm-hmm. It's totally creepy at night in the woods, man. I mean, totally creepy. Uh, and, and it kind of reminds you of like the Mothman kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in West Virginia, because they, you know, they were going out to the, uh, what was that? That, uh, uh, oh crap! Like uh, power? What the hell was it? The explosive plant? Oh yeah, it was. It was a, um, uh, uh, what's it? Oh my god! TNT like plant. Yeah, TNT plant. Thank you. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're out there seeing Mothman at night. They're out there, you know, Lovers Lane, and they're seeing the Mothman. And holy crap, dude! I mean, and you know what's weird about the Mothman is, mm-hmm. you know, I've had a lot of investigations where children are seeing. The same kind of thing, this black thing with red eyes. And some of them say it looks like it has hair. Some of them say it looks like they have wings. Uh, one even said, uh, one little kid even said it looked like a Bigfoot. It had hair, it had glowing red eyes. It was big, like seven foot tall. It was in their room. Mm. It was in their room. Yeah, man. Like they, We're, we're going to go back to that case. It's an um, effort. Of, I've been talking back and forth with her. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was in that house. The, the mother and the kids seen it. They woke up and it's standing in the room. She said it was as tall as the ceiling. It had hair. Uh, it had glowing red eyes. And it, it's, as she looked at it, it was looking down at her. She was laying in her son's room because her son was afraid to sleep in that room. Mm-hmm. And uh, as she's looking at it, it's looking down at them. And she said it just started slowly fading away. You know, and uh, she said the only thing left was were the eyes, these glowing red eyes. She said it was totally freaky, and I'm going to have her on the show. She's going to oh, talk yeah. about all this stuff. Yeah, she's going to talk about all these experiences in this house. And uh, it's not a very big house. Mm-hmm. I've investigated around three or four times. Uh, I've captured some really cool stuff with the black mist in that house. And uh, oh, is that the same house? Yeah, I remember yeah, you, you an, talked about that. Yeah. But it was a big part of um, a cult uh, called mm. the Cloisters in, in Pennsylvania. The Cloisters, it was like a religious cult. All that land and that development was owned by the Cloisters. And I'm thinking it's something, maybe they worshiped right there in that area. But mm-hmm. man, her house, there is stuff in that house that's like totally creepy, man. Mm. And it was weird. I had called. I was in the kitchen and uh, we had walked in the kitchen and I heard this voice say, um, I thirst. And man, it freaking sent every hair up on my freaking body up in the air. I was like, whoa. 
And uh, they're, they're, they're all like, what? And I was plugged into the recorder. I was like, man, I just heard a voice say, like, I thirst. And anybody that's read the Bible knows that's what Jesus said when he was on the cross and he was mm-hmm. about to die. He's, I thirst. And then he, you know, he dies. But, man, it freaking sent every hair up on my body. I was like, whoa, man. I said, that is totally biblical, but <laughs> with just, mm-hmm. I just heard. And uh, it was a really creepy voice, too. Not like it was like a, a soft, like, you know, like a woman or a man. Dude, it was creepy. And I was like, whoa, like mm-hmm. there's something free. And we were seeing like balls of light in the house, like literally like plasma balls, dude. They were freaking weird. And they changed colors. Uh, and I wasn't the only one that seen it. I've been uh, another investigator seen it with me. It turned from red to green, zipped up into the ceiling. It was, it was wild, man. I, I, I was blown away, mm-hmm. totally blown away. So in the same house, you're set. You there's claims of a Mothman-like creature. Yes. There's. A, it's like a shapeshifter. Yeah, and you and you caught. This is the same place that you caught the. Um, the black mist, right? Yeah. Yep. And then at the same time, there's like glowing orbs floating around. Yeah. That's plasma wild. balls. It looked like plasma, dude. It was, it was weird, man. I've never, I've never seen. I've seen stuff like that, but not like change colors. This was like green, and then it turned red. It was, it turned different colors. Like, and I've seen flashes of light, you know. And uh, man, it, it this was different you know it was totally different it was creepy it was totally creepy i i mean the house is totally freaky i mean it seems like a normal house but when you're in it you get this really weird vibe you know what i mean like it's totally weird mm-hmm. you'll know when you walk in there you're gonna be like yeah this is weird when you go upstairs and you like sit there if you're by yourself um man you just get this feeling that you're definitely definitely not alone mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. No. The- yeah, Brady. Brady's in the chat room from uh, County Line area up here on almost side. He's seen the video of the uh, the black mist, and uh, it, it's freaking awesome, dude. This it's the best thing I've ever caught on film. Besides, you know, if you catch a full body apparition, that would be you know up yeah. there. I mean, that would be the holy grail to catching mm-hmm. a full body. But this is pretty close to it, and. Uh, I've never seen anybody else catch anything like that. I mean, you know, I'm lying. I have seen that. One guy has, has caught almost the same exact thing that I've recorded, and that was uh, Steve Shippey. Uh, he, he does a show. He does a documentaries called uh, like Haunting in Saginaw and stuff like that. Up oh, in Michigan. yeah, yeah. He's caught stuff exactly like what I caught hmm. on film. Almost identical. I think the one episode was called like the Hell House or something like that on Dice Road or something. Okay. Um, man, he caught almost exactly the same kind of thing I did. It it got big and then it gets small, it zips down by the floor and and just moves off to another room. Dude, I'm it's exactly what happens in the video that I, I captured. Um which it, it's pretty cool. You know, I mean I, I've yet to see anything like it again or record anything like it again. I wish I could. Uh, we're recording the hell out of that Marietta case, but we haven't yet to come up with anything really conclusive. You know, we've caught a ton of audio, mm-hmm. but man, no video. Yeah, I mean, well, we're a little bit past it, but I mean, you brought up Mothman um, 
Well, I brought him up, but you know, t- but 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 this case, you, there there are sightings of a Mothman type creature in Central PA, which, of course, you know, Mothman is typically associated with uh, West Virginia, and I don't know, uh, I don't know how much you know about Mothman. It's, I mean, it feels like you know probably a lot about it, but do you want to talk about like just for anyone who's listening who doesn't know about Mothman, like what what what? I mean, I've heard a lot of stuff. Legend? I don't know. I don't know if. Anybody knows really a lot about the Mothman. I know it was in West Virginia, but I know it's kind of like from what I've read is that when it's around, you know, things happen, Mm -hmm. you know, like natural disasters and things like that. And supposedly it's chased people and and things like that. I mean, if you ever ever watched the movie, the Mothman uh, movie, uh, it was quite compelling. And supposedly everything in that movie was real. They were actual events. This Ingrid Cole that uh, you know they came yeah. across this person in the road. Um, I mean, it, it's quite compelling to, to listen to it um, and watch it. You just is it? Re- I'd love to see it. I've never seen anything like it, but I'm telling you, I would. I would love to go to West Virginia and see it, and I might wind up doing that anyway. Just go there and check check the place mm-hmm. out. It's not that far away. Oh no! I mean, that's that's what got me back into like getting real about like exploring paranormal stuff. You know, like when everything shut down, I had so much time on my hands. I watched this documentary series called Hellier, and um, which I love, and it like, and a big part of it was the Mothman prophecies. And I was like, you know, I always hear about the Mothman and all this stuff. Like, I'm just going to buy the book because I've never bought, I've never actually read the book. And like, reading the book was like, I'm. Like, it's my favorite thing. Like, it's so yeah, I mean, fascinating. Mothman uh, sightings have gone back to the 60s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, 66, I think, is when they first started seeing it in West Virginia. I think it was around 66. Yeah, Something I believe it was there. 66 or 67. It was, like, over, like, a like a year and a half-ish. Yeah, they were um, seeing it a lot. Yeah, and like you said, like, there was cases of, literally, like, like they go to this TNT, this ex, oh, old TNT factory, which became like a lover's lane for folks in this town. And there's multiple stories of like a winged creature with bright red eyes, literally flying and keeping up with teenagers fleeing it in their cars. So, you know, teenagers fleeing down a road or going what, like easily, like at least 45 to 50, you know, dangerous speeds trying to get away reaching, from this creature. Uh, yeah, I heard they were reaching up to 100 miles an hour at one point. Well, uh, at, at one one incident, incident, they were over 100 miles an hour getting oh, chased yeah. by it. So, oh, yeah. And then this creature was keeping up with them, like whatever yeah. it was, this thing. Yeah, it was shadowing them right, right above the car, mm-hmm. allegedly. That's, that's, that's wild, man. Yeah, I'm seeing folks in the chat wanting to do Mothman hunting, which I would absolutely love. Which yeah, we, we, do that. we may not have to go as far as West Virginia to try to see a, a Mothman. Uh, we may be able to see a Mothman uh, just over in Adams County. Really? That yeah. close? That's right by me. Yeah. So over it, um, there's a, uh, a a Boy Scout camp called. Uh, Conowingo Camp. Um, oh crap! I knew where that's at. Yeah, where there has been multiple sightings of a creature that's um 
a Mothman-like creature. So, so folks have um, seen uh, creatures that are like they they kind of always describe it in like pieces of what a Mothman is. Like, so, a lot of times they'll be like, it, "Well, they call it old red eyes." Is the is what they call it locally, because okay. they keep seeing these big red eyes. But a lot of the stories also include, um, like they'll say like dragon wings or like uh, it would be like six foot tall or something like that. Um, and so it started in. Oh, let me get the date real quick. So the the summer and autumn of 1988, um, some Boy Scouts were staying at the camp. And while they were staying there, they heard uh, like a baby crying, like consistently, like a couple of nights in a row, it seems like, um, in the woods. And it freaked them out so much that a lot of the campers actually left. They went back home because they were like, I don't want to stay here. Um, and go. then, <laughs> yeah, right? Like that's <laughs> that's the most terrifying thing. Forget about singing. Singing is like, oh, there's a nice old man singing, but a baby crying in the middle of the woods. Nope. Yeah. Baby's not supposed to be in the middle of the woods crying. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a hard, yep. I get it. I totally that's get freaky. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just like the case we did in Newcastle. They, they hear a baby crying in that house all the time. Oh yeah. It wakes the whole house up, dude. Wow. Yeah. It's freaky. Totally oh, freaky. Wow. That, so, yeah, I mean, I, what's so? I'm I'm reading this other book too uh, about uh, Bigfoot actually, and one of the things that is underreported in a lot of Bigfoot books is uh, baby crying is like uh, accompanies Bigfoot sightings. Yeah, I've heard that. Like, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I never, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, go for it. Have you ever read anything about with uh, Todd Standing? He does a lot of Bigfoot stuff. Um... He had some pretty compelling videos uh, of Bigfoot that he's allegedly captured. Uh, a lot of people said that he faked it, but uh, I I really don't know. Um, the one looks really real. It looks like a, a monkey uh, in the face, but the other ones are kind of – it's only like a head view. But there's one where it's like one like hiding under like a log, and he's kind of zoomed in on it, and it's definitely not nothing that's fake. It looks like a, a monkey, almost like a chimpanzee a little bit. But hmm. the one, the other ones look, I don't know. If it's real, it's, it, they don't, it doesn't look real. It looks kind of, anim, you know, anim, you know, like a animatronics or something like that, like a head, you know, it's, it's face is frozen. I don't know if a lot of people in chat have seen it, but I've seen it. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. The one looks kind of real, but it, only thing it's doing is blinking its eyes. It's really not moving. It's just in one spot. You know what I mean? Mm. So is it real? Only he knows. You know what I mean? If he's faking it. I mean, he, he does try to uh, – he, he is trying to pass laws to protect these things. Um, but there's really no proof of its existence yet. You know what I mean? You need a body to prove its mm. existence. And we've yet to come up with a body uh, – not even a dead one or a live one or a dead one. So, I mean, science for science purposes, they're going to need a body for sure. Oh, yeah. Eventually someone is going to wind up shooting it for sure. Um, it's just a matter of time. Uh, you know, there's a lot of harms out here. There's a lot of people that like shooting 
you know, killing animals and, you know, people get gun crazy, man. Somebody's going to wind up killing one for sure. Uh-huh. And when they do, they're probably going to be either loved or hated. You know what I mean? You're either going to, you're going to be the guy that killed Bigfoot and go down in like cryptid history of you killed a Bigfoot. And then you're going to have these people, you know, from like PETA and stuff like that saying you killed a human and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a double-edged sword if you kill one. That's for sure. If you actually shoot it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Yeah, yeah no, and I, see- I, mean, I think they're real. I do think they're real, without a mm-hmm. doubt. I mean, it's it's like uh, all these sightings all over the country, so, you know, somebody's seeing something. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, you know like Brady says, some redneck is definitely going to get drunk and shoot Bigfoot. <laughs> it's, it's highly possible. <laughs> They'd be out there shooting cans and ricochet and kill a Bigfoot or something. <laughs> I shot a Bigfoot by accident, you know? Like, holy shit, I killed Bigfoot. You know, I was shooting cans and killed a Bigfoot. <laughs> You're going to go down in, in infamy, you know what I mean? <laughs> That would be a hell of a story. How'd you kill Bigfoot? I'm just shooting cans and want to ricochet and kill Bigfoot. (laughs) Oh, God, man. I'm telling you, you can't make this stuff up. (laughs) No, No, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, I was just going to say, like, folks are in chat are talking about, like, Bigfoot and PA. Like, Bigfoot's uh, PA is, like, yeah. PA is, I think, like, what, number, like, it's in the top 10 easily for Bigfoot uh, sightings. And, um, Maybe we should do a whole episode about it, but I think I talked about it in some previous episodes of like down in Delta. Oh yeah, last time I was on, I talked about the Delta sightings yeah. right near Peach Bottom and the atomic plant in the seventies. Um, Not too so, long ago, that was happening too, and uh, I believe in the nineties they had, they were seeing it in, uh, near uh, Peach Bottom as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I read an article from the BFRO, and uh, there were reports. It was in right around '91 mm-hmm. that uh, some some high school kids were seeing Bigfoot near um, oh, what the hell is the name of that creek? The Conowingo Creek. That's mm-hmm. where that's where they were seeing it at. Like through there, kids were like hooking school, and there's a swimming hole right up there, and they were seeing it up there's like a big mountain where they jump off this cliff into the water right there and they were seated up up behind there and it's it's real cliffy up there too so i mean it's possible man i i don't doubt it dude i mean these things are, are moving around so i don't doubt it i really don't oh yeah and todd in the chat says up in the pocono region there's been sightings um there's if uh i don't know what the link is i i have to i always have to search for it but if you google like Bigfoot interactive map PA. It's like you can find a Google map where someone has like looked at a decent amount of like sightings research and has found like locations. And so it's like a Google map where like location where there's been sightings all over Pennsylvania. And so you can like see like pinpointed where. There's like hot spots where if there's any near you, like it's pretty cool. Yeah, the BF the BFRO does that too. Mm. If you go to BFRO, they uh they have a lot of the local sightings. Excuse me. Yeah, their uh, their website they update their website and you can read a lot of the um, 
um, accounts of people that have, have encountered the uh, the Bigfoots. Uh, I know there's a lot of them up around here. Um, uh, they supposedly cross at uh, right past Gettysburg. You have the uh, Caledonia State Park and what's it, the Michau, uh, uh State Forest there. Supposedly, you know the the Bigfoots are. They see people. People see them running across thirty all the time, crossing the oh, road. Wow. So, yeah, I, that's more than more than one occasion I've heard of people seeing Bigfoot. Uh, and and allegedly, I read a story that uh, uh, right around where I live in Spring Grove, they someone had seen one off of one sixteen, which is literally like not far from me, you know, mm. they, yeah, someone had seen a Bigfoot run across the road uh, near me. So I was just like, wow, man, like, I'd love to see something like that. Um, you know, you know, what's really weird one time that happened around here, right in my yard, which was kind of weird. Um, it snowed, right? So the next night, you know, the next morning I got up and I seen like these footprints that went from the woods halfway up my hill and then they just stopped. But there was no more tracks after that. It just stopped. Hmm. And it didn't go back. It didn't go forward. It just stopped. And I'm like, where the hell are the footprints? And it, was, it wasn't windy. Not like the wind blew it over or anything like that. I'm just like, where the hell are the footprints at? Like, where, where they didn't continue. They just stopped. But they, they were footprints. I, they weren't real big, but they were footprints. It was totally weird. I, I can't explain it. You know what I mean? I'm just, I see them. Coming from the woods, it looked like not very big footprints, maybe size of a regular person, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, but they just stopped. Like in the middle of the hill, they just stopped. I'm just like, eh, this is totally weird. Like, I said something to my wife, she goes, You're goofy, man. I'm like, I'm goofy, you know, goofy my ass, you know. And I'm like, there's freaking footprints right there. And they just stopped. They didn't go back, they didn't go forward. I mean, it's just like they just vanished. You know what I mean? It didn't make any sense to me. But I do have weird things that happen around my house, so I don't know. Is it? I mean, Native Americans were um, pretty heavy around here at one point, and um, I don't know if maybe it's something to do with that, or I don't know, it's, it's kind of strange. Like I'll get knocking on the door, and uh, you know, I go answer the door, and there's no one there. You know, so and, you know, oh, that was, I wanted to tell you this that I was. <laughs> they have a they have a spring groove. Uh, like website that, you know, if there's accidents, things like that put on there. Well, two women reported seeing a ghost, like literally like three miles from my house. Yeah. They at a red light. They looked over and they seen like a half of a torso, like of legs, didn't see the upper half. And then it just disappeared. My wife was telling me, I was like, no way. And she showed me, she goes, yeah, look, look. And allegedly someone was killed there uh, in a car accident right at that Mm. light. There wasn't that never used to be a light there. It was just a stop sign, stop and go. But it was a lot of traffic, like track trucks and stuff, tractor trailers come through there. And allegedly someone, uh, I think it was a nurse, got hit right there and was killed. And uh yeah, man, they seen they seen some legs, like just a half of a body. It would go past the pole and it just vanished. It's pretty interesting, you know. Now we got urban legends around here, you know, so I, there's a lot. I mean, yeah. Uh, the yeah. So I'll just go back to the the Mothman real quick. That's nearby because I mean, it, I feel like so. I'll, I'll say I 
I used to work in New York. I live in Lancaster now, but I used to work in New York and there's something beautiful about York and like central PA where I think it's an underrated hotspot for these types of things. Like, cause there's, here's this consistent story of in, you know, I mean, well, Adams County has Gettysburg, which we all know, you know, is notorious. Well, for yeah. Ghosts, one of the most haunted towns town. in the United States. Yeah. But just nearby, there's these legends of a Mothman where, um, so, uh, this guy, uh, after the so I said earlier that the Boy Scouts left or some of them left because of the uh, they heard the crying in the woods, and so uh, this guy uh, Lon Strickler um, and two of his two of his friends decided to investigate the sounds and uh, go for like a camping trip near there. And the first night was pretty uneventful, but in the second night, they were sitting around a campfire uh, and heard something that they at first thought was an owl screeching, but which then started to sound like a child screaming. And so then at about one o'clock, they decided to take a walk in the woods to kind of figure out what was going on. Um, and then there were, uh, and then they saw a six foot tall, dark figure with glowing red eyes standing by the creek. Uh, they say the entity lifted into the air with a whoosh sound and accompanied by uh, another scream and then faded into the distance. The witnesses thought they saw wings or wing-like creatures protruding from the um, entity's back. Oh, wow. So this person has uh, witnessed uh, – this. so that was back in the 80s, but they also said that they witnessed um, – oh, they reported that another witness in 2008 – saw uh, um, something similar to that near uh, near Dick's Creek, which is close to the camp. Um, and they call it, they described it as a six foot tall winged dragon in the woods near the camp. Um, wow. That's and so weird. Yeah. And then there's one other sighting in uh, 2011 um, where someone saw what they called uh, old red eye, which old is like red eye. I want to see old red eye. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Imagine being in the woods and you come across something that looks like a bat, a big giant bat with red eyes. That's mm-hmm. freaky. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, my Lord. I'd, I'd be trying. I, yeah. It's just like the first time you see a shadow thing. You know what I mean? You, a lot of people say, oh, I'll go running right at it. You ain't running at nothing. Dude. You're frozen in time. You're like, whoop, what mm-hmm. the hell is that? You ain't moving. For one, you don't know what it's capable of doing. Can it mm-hmm. can it hurt you? Can it kill you? Hell, hell yeah, it could probably hurt you. You know what I mean? We don't know. We don't know what uh, these things are capable of doing. We don't even know what their existence is. You know what I mean? Just like Bigfoot, you got people chasing Bigfoot. Man, you're gonna get hurt. This thing, if it's a you know a bipedal creature, eight foot tall, you know. This thing, you know, just think what a grizzly bear can do to you. What, what can this thing do to you? Eight oh, foot? yeah. Holy crap, dude. Yeah, I mean, what what's so interesting, particularly, like, when you, for me at least, when I started hearing Bigfoot stories, excuse me, like, I've always read Bigfoot stories, but it was only recently that I got into listening to, like, podcasts of people telling their stories, and what you don't always get, I feel like, when you like read a Bigfoot story or a Bigfoot experience, um, or you know, a witness of Bigfoot 
telling their experience is you don't get how scared they are. You know what I mean? Like when you listen to their actual them, like telling the story, you're like, like you feel how terrified they are. You know what I mean? And so it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, my Uncle John saw a Bigfoot, yuck, yuck. But it's like <laughs> Uncle John is like terrified. You know what I mean? He saw yeah. a, he saw something that he can't explain and like – and he's shook by it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. it's something that, that stays with you. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's – yeah, it's a, oh, yeah, it's a scary it's thing. Time, it's like the first time you see like one of these shattered people. Dude, you will never forget that to the day you die. That is not no joke. I'm, I'm telling you, man, first time mm-hmm. I can tell you exactly where I was, where I, how I seen it, it was freaky, man. Like, the thing looked at me, I, I didn't have no face. Like, mm. didn't have anything. It was just black. No eyes, no mouth, no nose. It was just black. But it looked like a figure. You know, it looked like a... Like a if you go to a gun range and you see a silhouette of a target, that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. But it had movement to it, and it was it, it moved fluently and with intelligence. And dude, it was it freaked the hell out of me, man. I was just frozen. Just you know, I always hear people, "Why do you run at it, man?" I'm not running this. I don't know what the hell that thing is, man. I'm definitely not running at it. I'm a pretty big guy, but hey, this thing could snap me in half or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? And, I wouldn't advise anybody to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like poking the bear, man, you know. You keep poking the bear, eventually he's going to bite your ass, you know what I mean? Like, dude, don't, don't do it. I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to even try it. <laughs> I'm going to film it, but I don't want I, – I would like to actually physically touch it, but I'm definitely afraid to because I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, no one does. Um there was a case uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren did where someone had touched something in the house, this thing, and he said it felt like a, like a skeleton. Mm. He said it had physical mass to it. When he touched it, you could see it, and when he touched it, it felt like it had bones. Like, like he said it felt like chicken bones, like a skeleton or something. It, it was weird how he described it, and. Um, hmm. I've never experienced anything like that. I've I've been touched though, but it felt like a real person too, like a like a woman uh, put her hand on my shoulder at Landon House and uh, did this really soft, like right on my shoulder. I actually thought it was one of the one of the people that we were investigating with, you know, messing with me. And I turned, we were all like by the bathroom, and everybody was using the bathroom, and I think I was like one of the last people, you know, and I was standing there by myself and. I had actually just heard that whistle, that whistling tune I do there, and it did it back, and I was just, like, totally freaked out, and I just felt this real soft hand on my shoulder, and I turned around, and there was no one there. I was like, whoa. I said, like, yeah, I'm going to get away from here real quick. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. walked out the other end. I'm like, this is totally freaky, man. Like, I got touched by it. It felt like a woman. It felt like a woman's hand, real soft. Not like it was going to hurt me, but – like, hey, I'm here, and it touched me. And I was just like, wow, that was pretty amazing. That place was incredible. I'd love to get back in there again. I'd so love to. I, it's so hard to get in there. Now the guy never responds to anything. Mm-hmm. It sucks, man, because the place is totally, incredibly haunted. I mean, one of the most haunted places I've ever been in. And uh, you, know, you hear people talk about Penhurst, and this place blows 
Pennhurst away and any any place I've ever been in. I mean, the, the amount of activity I experienced in there was off the charts, man. I mean, off the charts. Every time I went there, I experienced multitude of things. I mean, balls of light, shadow people, footsteps, disembodied voices, bangs. I mean, you were here banging like it's like I heard a kid's run down the hallway. And I, you know, I recorded all this stuff, and it's just like mm-hmm. I love going back and listening to it. It brings back great memories. It was kind of one of those places that kind of draws you into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you get addicted to the place. It's mm-hmm. really weird, man. You know, totally weird. Well, I, you, I think you described it to me one time as like it's like fishing, where like most of the time you're just sitting around. But when something's happening, it's happening, you know. And yeah, so you're like, yeah. and so when you find a good fishing hole, you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I, I want to come back here. And yeah, that, it's like know. the Marietta case. We're experiencing a lot of stuff in there, and the more you keep going back, the more you're gonna get. You know what I mean? It's they'll get used to you, just like they're used to those construction workers, and they're they're trying to communicate with those construction workers. That, that's exactly what it's gonna be with us. And we've been experiencing a lot of stuff there, which. I'm gonna be sad when they sell the place. I don't. I want to keep going back, man. You know, mm-hmm. because I know what's there likes to communicate. It, it's nothing bad, mm-hmm. but it likes to communicate with you. It wants to talk to you, which mm-hmm. you don't get that in a whole lot of places. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're doing the urban legends thing, and yeah. how many? You know, you go to one of these places. Are you gonna experience something when you go there? Maybe. Then you know. What are your chances of, of experiencing something? Right. You know what I mean? One out of a million. Mm-hmm. Say like hitting a lottery. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like hitting a lottery. You're gonna go to go to West Virginia and see the Mothman. If you do, you're lucky. You know, you're mm-hmm. lucky. That's why I like the stuff that we do. We investigate, and we, you know, we're looking for stuff, and we're experiencing things. It's it's great. You know, that's what that's the good thing about. Uh, doing residential cases and stuff like that is you never know what you're going to get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're, and they're untouched. It's not like going to a big place like Waverly Hills where 9 million paranormal groups have been there or Penhurst or Fort Mifflin or whatever. You know what I mean? These places have been beat to death by paranormal investigators. And do you experience things? Hell yeah. You experience things. I, I did in every place I went, but, um, you're nothing like a residential case, man. You get into that thing and dude, you're, you're catching raw stuff that no one's ever investigated. And, and the amount of activity you can receive is, is crazy. That's what I'm the most interested in, to be honest, is like find, like those residential cases because you're discovering a place. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're discover- like you're There's a story like, behind it. Yeah, and, and you're the one figuring it out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe there's, you know, whatever. Maybe there have been like one or two ghosts, you know, and in, in, in paranormal investigators there before. But like for the most part, like it's not – you can't Google haunted places and then all these houses pop up. You know what I mean? These are just folks yeah. that are like something weirds going on. I don't know who else to call. Like, I, you know, I try to also imagine like being the person that's like – sending the email or giving you the call of being like my house is haunted like like how crazy do you feel you know what i mean like just in that thing and like just in that like reaching out to us has to be like a huge 
hurdle for so many people of just being like, do I sound crazy by saying like, I'm seeing these things or hearing these things or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and that's what I'm like, super kind of attached, like really interested in is like figuring that out for folks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course I want to see like, you know, go to like these like major hotspots and experience those things. But like, that's, I don't know, that, that like is super, uh, intriguing to me you know yeah i mean like i've been to the big places they're okay but uh, over a residential I'd, I'd much rather go to a residential case than one of these big places like waverly hills or something like that because i know what i'm going to be getting it's never been investigated so whatever's in the house it's not used to a lot of people being there so when you have something happen it's most likely it's going to be pretty cool when you have something happen that you're going to have movement you're going to have voices you know and not to say that that's not going to happen in one of these big places because it does. I've, mm-hmm. I mean, I've investigated Fort Mifflin probably like four or five times, and every time I went there, there's a woman that haunts Fort Mifflin more than anything in that whole place. There's a woman there. I've experienced her every time I've been there. Uh, they call her a screaming lady, and hmm. the last time we were there, I recorded her screaming. It was freaking awesome. It was loud too. It was in the fort. It was loud. We were like, we thought it was one of the, one of the girls that was with us. We we're like, oh man, that's probably Diane, you know, because Diana, Diana had had an experience in a, in a residential case. Um, she was one of our members, and uh, she was actually a hospice nurse. And um, she, we were in a case, man, and she got scratched like really, really bad on her back, and it totally freaked her out, man. She was freaked out after that, and. Um, she just wasn't the same. She was nervy, you know, in every investigation, which, you know, she's lived in a haunted house too her whole life. So for something to attack her like that, I think that she was totally not right after that. You know, she was scared. And um, we thought it was her in the fort screaming because she had screamed in another investigation. We're like, I was like, oh man, that's freaking Diana. She probably ran. There was a deer running around in the fort, a buck. And uh, we thought it was her. And we, we didn't pay any mind to it after that. We got back to our, our rally point. We had like a little control command center where we were all had our food and everything set up. We were like, did any of you scream? There was only like three women with us. And uh, they're like, no. And one of the women was with us. Uh, one of the women were with us. And uh, there was two other ones. And we're like, did any of you scream? They're like, no. I'm like, you sure? No one screamed. They're like, yeah. I'm like, we caught the screaming lady. I said, it was definitely screaming. It was loud, man. I mean, it was a blood-curdling scream. And um, it was so cool to catch it on recording. I'll have to let you hear it uh, one day. I'll play it on here. We'll do uh, like a Fort Mifflin uh, thing. I want to take you guys mm-hmm. to Fort Mifflin because there's a lot of stories and legends around Fort Mifflin too. So mm-hmm. uh, of all these hauntings and stuff at, at Fort Mifflin, uh, it's a paid place to get into. I hate paying to get into a place, but mm-hmm. – you do get to fort all night, and it's totally awesome to have that whole place to yourself for 12 hours. I mean, you get it for 12 hours, man. You know, mm-hmm. you have it till the next morning, till 8 o'clock in the morning. So it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Might be worth it. Huh? Oh, it's definitely worth it. You'll experience some things in there. It's definitely haunted. We've had a lot of stuff happen every time we went there. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there are legends of a guy that uh, allegedly was hung there. The only guy I think that was uh, hung there for like some civil war crimes or something like that. They did hang him, and allegedly he haunts the place. 
him and the, the screaming lady. So, but we did hear the screaming lady. I've heard her in the in the uh, Gunpowder magazine quite a few times, like saying "help me" and things like that. And pretty pretty cool place, man. I like Fort Mifflin. It's an awesome place to go to. Um, so, what's the next urban legend you got? So, what do you know about uh, Wendigos or Wendigos? I don't know anything about Wendigos. So there is a kind of uh, ex- experience that um, someone had um, near Shanks Ferry. If I hope I'm saying that right, Shanks Ferry. It's um, it's uh, where's it nearby? It's kind of the same area um, that uh, Fishing Creek is in, kind of along the Susquehanna. Okay, um, and. Uh, so more particularly uh, Grub Hollow, which is a part of, which is in like the Shanks Ferry area. Um, and so there is a, is supposedly a sighting of what they describe as like a golem person. So uh, this person, they were at Millersville University and um, they were with their roommate and they decided to go to this area, which is, has many other, uh, you know, paranormal legend or, or like uh, just other legends, um, including um, a dynamite went off uh, when they were building the railroad um, that killed multiple people. Um, and so they're supposedly haunting it. So there's a lot of legends. And so they were like, okay, let's go to this tunnel that has a bunch of legends um, and we'll just like hang out here overnight um, and see what happens, you know, kind of just seeing, you know, just being adventurous and they saw a like a uh like a a, what they call a black feature crawl into the light so kind of they were in the tunnel and they saw kind of outside the tunnel this like creature just kind of crawled on the ground and then crawled up and they they, the way they describe it is looked like Gollum, and they're like Mm. what the heck is was that and so what's interesting about it is that um at near the same location um there's a lot of these uh, native american um uh, pictographs in like rocks along the river and like kind of in this area um and some of them are pretty like obvious like there's some like obvious turkeys or like turkey tracks there's like an obvious footprint like human footprint um but there's also like a large bird, you know, kind of uh, reminiscing what many folks would consider like a thunderbird, like a very, very large bird, or it just could be a bird, but uh, particularly large kind of drawing, um, or like a wolf or a dog. So kind of like the standard like images. But there's also an image of a um, of like a human form, but with like kind of two spikes out of their head like it, w- it looks kind of like um honestly like it looks kind of like man a, or something yeah like it it looks like it looks like a stick figure of a human and then two little lines coming out the head you know hmm. and so the legends of the windigo are that windigos um are they originated in like north american uh indigenous people's 
like communities of um, basically when someone would be stranded or separated or kicked out of their community and left on their own in the wilderness, they would get so hungry that it would transform them into a creature or being that would just only want to consume. And so typically they're illustrated and described as kind of like uh, a deer that stands upright, but like humanoid with like antlers, you know, which is similar to kind of the weird carvings in the rocks. Hmm. Um, and the, and so the Wendigos are kind of known for what they do is kind of mimic or kind of try to lure you out to the woods because they're just so consumed by hunger. They just want to eat you, right? They want to lure, lure you out away from your community, away from your family or away from the group of people you're with. And so I feel like they've always, excuse me, they've always been like a urban legend, but definitely in the past, like, like 10 years, they've really, I think, gained in popularity of people talking about them. Um, but they're, they're an interesting kind of urban legend that I didn't realize had a close connection to kind of this area. Yeah, I, I've never, uh, I, yeah, I've, I've heard of Wendigos, but I didn't really know what the hell they were. Uh, I thought they were kind of like a, a skinwalker or something. I, I had no idea what they were. Well, a lot of people kind of use those interchangeably, and I'm not sure if they're completely interchangeable. But, um, but yeah, because I'm I haven't figured out exactly what people mean when they say skinwalker. To be honest, I don't know if anyone in the chat. Well, a skinwalker, know, I think, but... is supposed to be like uh, like a wolf, almost like an upright wolf. I read some things that they actually have um, the Navajos actually have a police that hunt skinwalkers hmm. they're actually humans that turn into like this wolf-like upright creature like a wolf and <laughs> allegedly i i've seen this and i've read it too uh they do have a police department that hunts skinwalkers and allegedly they had arrested one they had caught they had arrested this guy and he snapped the handcuffs and jumped out of the car, the police car, and was running faster than the police car over 55 miles an hour. And he jetted off into the desert, and they couldn't find him. They couldn't keep up with him. And he broke the freaking handcuffs, and they documented it that he, he escaped. I think they actually shot him, too. And he still was running faster than the police car at over 55 miles an hour down a dirt road, and then he ran off into the desert. That's freaky, man. Mm -hmm. That is some unnatural crap right there, dude. I mean, <laughs> you got a police department that's hunting skinwalkers. And the Native Americans said that how they become a skinwalker is that they sacrifice a human being and they eat mm -hmm. their heart while they're alive. While their heart is still pumping, they have to eat their heart or a piece of their heart or something. That's what a native, uh, a native American chief said. That's how they become skinwalkers. They're not aliens. They're real people that become skinwalkers mm -hmm. through, through uh, witchcraft. And uh, that is nuts to eat somebody's heart while they're still alive. Like, I mean, it's like a human sacrifice almost. You know what I mean? It's, it's witchcraft basically. 
And they, uh, the Navajos hunt them. They hunt, they hunt them down. They do, they really hunt them down. Oh yeah. I'm looking right now. I'm trying to search real quick. It seems like Wendigos and skinwalkers are like basically the same thing. Um, just kind of different, like indigenous nations kind of have like slightly different, uh, legends about them is what I'm getting from my very, very, very cursory Google search. But yeah, that's wild. Yeah, somebody yeah, yeah, since Chad was like, could imagine being that cop. Like, you shoot somebody and they just keep running. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. like, okay. I mean, I've seen people, I, you know, when I lived in Baltimore, I've seen people shot and, you know, they, they got shot eight or nine times and they still live, but they got lucky. You know what I mean? They didn't run away. Mm-hmm. They weren't running away. They they were shot. <laughs> you know, they were hiding away, but they they were they weren't running away. That I can tell you. Um, it, it, that's pretty crazy. You know mm-hmm. that they they actually hunt these things. Uh, that's that's insane, man. That's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. You know of what? How the hell can you turn into? I mean, it's and I mean they are really the Navajo Nation is really. They say skinwalkers are real. And then you have the Skinwalker Ranch. You know what I mean? You have the Skinwalker Ranch out there. They're having all kinds of UFO phenomena, paranormal phenomena, cryptid phenomena. I mean, there's all kinds. It's like the whole trifecta in one place. You know what I mean? Is that considered an urban legend or is it like that's really fact? Like they're, they're really experimenting on that place and studying it. You can't get on the ranch anymore. I think someone had bought it. And I know Bigelow had owned it at one time, and they were studying it with the government. The government was studying it for supernatural phenomena. So, mm-hmm. No, that's weird, a right? right. That's a place that I definitely want to go. That's on my bucket list, too. It's, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever be able to get into it there because it's privately owned. That's the bad part. Right. Well, I'll they talk probably to them. Make a, <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> Call them up with I'm ready to I'll go out there next month. I don't care. <laughs> Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, they have all kinds of crazy stuff happening out there, man. I mean, that's that's like a paranormal investigator's dream. You know, to have you know, this UFO experiences, cryptid, paranormal things. I mean, it's all wrapped into one there. Mm. You don't get that in a whole lot of places. Well, one one place actually locally, I'm I'm getting great at segues. Um, is that uh that has a lot of these types of things is actually right in your county uh called Toad Road. Toad um, Road, I've heard of that. It has a lot of uh like legends about it, and I thought this would be a good one to kind of end on because I think it's. I like it because – so um, one of the books I really like, uh, I, I know I reference a lot, called Beyond the Seventh Gate, um, is by a local author that basically started this book about Toad Road because he was a legend tripper. He was going to all these places locally in like York and Adams County and Lancaster, um, and he kept hearing all of these legends about Toad Road and the, and the Seventh Gate and there's like or Hell's Gate. There's like all these local legends and he was like, I can't find any evidence for this. You know what I mean? Like, so with Toad Road, apparently there was an asylum where that burnt down 
and all the uh, uh, people in the asylum ran out during the um, you know during the fire and and are went crazy and killed a bunch of people you know like like uh, yeah it was like an asylum or something right yeah um, but he couldn't find any evidence that there was ever an asylum anywhere near it. He was like, supposedly there's no. The towns, supposedly the townspeople killed all of them, right? The the, the uh, escapees or something. That's the legend, but yeah. but he was like, there's no. I can't find. He's like, I can't find a single historical document, newspaper article about this. Like you would think this would be huge news, but he's like, I can't find anything. Um, and he's like, and so he just. So he was like trying to figure out, uh, you know, what's going on, just kind of like what's truth, what's fake. Um, but in kind of discovering what's truth and fake, he realized a lot of the kind of the popular narrative or popular stories were actually fake. But when you go there um, and you actually talk to people who live around there, you get much stranger stories than even a St. Asylum's going wild in the woods. Uh, you get uh, stories about um, like strange orbs, like light orbs in the forest. You get strange lights that are unexplainable. You get, uh, you know, dog men sightings. There's like black dog sightings. There's um, feelings of being stalked or paced in the woods as you go through. You hear random screams in the woods. So there's like, so he was like kind of in tension like trying to you know he's not a skeptic in any sense necessarily but he was like just trying to get you know piece out the truth from fiction and while taking out some of this fiction he was discovering there's a whole other weirder truth to be found here you know that it's that toad road has like this much weirder um history to it and or excuse me much weirder like experiences associated with it than just like there's a sane asylum stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I know I've, I've read the legend of like the seven, what is the seven gates or something like that or yeah. something like that. And the townspeople is so supposedly the, the, uh, the patients got out and were roaming the woods and the, the, uh, the citizens got together and sort of like a uh, vigilante kind of thing. He went up and killed all of them, and now the woods are haunted. The, the, the further you go with the gates, but there's no seven gates. It's only one, right? Yeah, there's there was not, never yeah. seven. No. So I, I mean, ba even back where I grew up in Chester County, we had a seven's gate, seven's gate uh, legend that had nothing really? to do with yeah. Um, in Downingtown, there's a seven, skate, seven gates one. Um, That's just totally. I, I don't know. It's like, you know you get all these urban legends and this. Mm -hmm. you, you can't ever find the real truth behind any of them. You know what I mean? I, I, like Ray Myers Hollow. That's uh, that's actually documented that that did happen there, and it's haunted. Mm -hmm. So, which was which was cool that I found out that my father-in-law is like a direct descendant of them. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? They pulled up his, uh, his uh, they did that uh, thing online with the uh, ancestry.com or whatever. Yeah. And uh, we're reading through it and it's like, yeah, you're in the city. He was a descendant from Ray, Ray Meyer Hall. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, that's that guy was murdered. You know that, right? He was like chopped up. He's like, really? Because he's from Baltimore. He didn't know, had no idea. But 
his family is all, you know, entrenched in, in the history of Ray Meyer Hollow. I'm like, holy crap, you didn't even know that. He's like, well, where's it at? I said, how far from here? I said, the house is uh, still there, actually. It's, uh, I believe it's like a uh, museum or something now, right? I, I don't know who owns it, but I know the house is still there. Uh, I guess that's the house he was murdered in. I thought they tried to burn it down there when they killed him, when they chopped him up. But <laughs> suppose he was like a male witch, right? Or something like that. He was a uh, male witch. Yeah, they put they a were, hex on him. Yeah, they were like – so it, I, I'm not an expert in this. I mean, I'm, you know, who's an expert in any of this? But I'm not – I'm not in folklore in this part of it. But I believe he was what's considered like a powwow – like powwow, yeah. pow-wow which is I like a, what the hell that was yeah it's like a combination of kind of like from my understanding this is very maybe this may not be super correct but um uh a combination of kind of like witchcraft and dutch christianism like christian beliefs because it was very it was very based in christianity but it is also kind of like witchcrafty you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. And so like he, um, so, so the guy, so, so the, so the murderer, um, who, who burnt the powwow doctor or person, um, believed that he put a hex on him and he came over to like, like to just to, they confront him. Yeah. Confront him about it. And then, the guy was like, I didn't put hex on you. And he was like, well, you did. And so I'm going to kill you for it. And then, yeah, I tried to yeah, kill him. Yeah, they chopped him up. Yeah. Not <laughs> tried. Did. Yeah. <laughs> then they, I think they tried to burn the house down, too. It, it didn't succeed, but they did yeah. chop his ass up, though. <laughs> yeah, I think they tried to done. burn him because that's how they thought they would lose the the curse. The curse. You know, yeah. yeah. So, so, so allegedly, Ray Myers Hollow is very haunted from what people have said, you know, that's just, just like the, uh, did you ever read the full thing on the cemetery by the, the case we did in Marietta with the werewolf or whatever? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A werewolf in there. I, I never read the whole story about it. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. So, so there's a, uh, excuse me, a, um, oh, hold on, I'm looking for it in my notes. Um, so there's a cemetery near a case that we did in Marietta where the cemetery is um, small cemetery, but there's no door to the cemetery. It is actually like, what do you say? Like five foot high, three yeah. foot thick brick. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, weird. it's weird as hell. Yeah. And there's no door to it. It's just a little circle or square. Sorry. It's just a little square. And, it's, um, and, uh, What's interesting is like some of the descendants of the house we were investigating were buried there, um, who lived in the house we were investigating were buried there. Um, but this this uh, graveyard got kind of local popularity because because there's no door to it. So people were like, "Why is there no door to it?" Um, and so all types of legends started, like um, you know that they were werewolves. So the major one was that they were werewolves that the person who started the grave buried their family in that grave and didn't build any doors to it because they're werewolves and they didn't want them to escape 
even once they were dead. <laughs> which, you know, it's kind of like, well, if they're werewolves, they come back from the grave, they can just jump over a five-foot fence. But okay. Yeah. Um, but so that's the stories. And, you know, there's like all types of myths about um, or legends about if you walk – uh, like if you walk around the edge of the of the fence like backwards like 13 times during a full moon it'll be your last one um there's all types of legends of people hearing um you know uh dogs howling and barking and stuff and you know we were right there and there's literally a house to like 10 feet away with two dogs. So I don't know how, yeah. uh, how paranormal that is. Um, yeah, it was still but... pretty happy for a while there too. When they <laughs> yeah. were there, I'm like, what if the dog would shut the hell up? <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm not, I'm not sure how paranormal some of this is. Uh, I think it's mostly just like a weird structure around a grave and people, you know, had decades, uh, almost centuries. I mean, that, that site is from the 1800s um to to make up legends i i will say the one thing that i think is interesting is that the one of the major things about that graveyard is that it has um like dogs and werewolves kind of like canine beings attached to it and the Marietta case also has a black dog attached to it. Multiple black dog sightings uh, from yeah, the says. German Shepherd, yeah, yeah. And so I, so that's like one thing that I can't. That's always stayed in my mind. I think I'm I'm really interested in in that, but I I don't have any other theories besides I just think that's a very interesting coincidence that this grave has the, like you know. Yeah, I'd love to see that damn dog. We get to see the dog yet. I'm hoping for it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, I, I did talk to her uh, the other day and uh, trying to get back, get us back in there at least one more time before mm. they sell it. And uh, I'm waiting to hear back from her, but uh, yep. damn, we get back in there again. So well, we got some cases lined up, and uh, we have January. It's uh, got a case in January. We're gonna have a case in February and March. Uh, we'll have one in March and then probably one in April too. So we get one a month. I'm good with that because that video kills my ass. I'm telling you, I'm like freaking trying to watch it every night. I'm kind of backed up with it now, just trying to watch it from the last four investigations we did out there. Oh my god, it's a lot of video. <laughs> I got the external hard drive. I'm able to help now. I, I feel yeah. like I'm officially a part of the team now. Hell I'll yeah! Thank God. Videos. We'll plug it up to the DVR when we're on site and just download it on there. Boom, 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 boom. You know, it's, it helps me a lot. I'll tell you that. So I guess we're going to wrap it up. Uh, mm -hmm. did the, last, the last Urban Legend. So we're not going to go live tomorrow. We're doing a show tonight because I'm going out of town tomorrow. So um, Nick, thanks for coming on with me again, man. You're always a great host with me, co-host and, uh, can't wait to have you back again. We can do some more stuff. Um, think of some stuff we're going to do. Maybe just some Bigfoot stuff next time. Okay. Yeah, we can absolutely do that. If there's yeah. the album Twitch in there and the local Bigfoot legends around here, maybe I'll get uh, Eric on here and uh, Eric Altman. He's a Bigfoot uh, researcher, and he lives in Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm going to contact Eric and see if he'll come on with us and uh, – 
You know, like Eric, he's a real cool guy, man. Really knowledgeable about Bigfoot. He's been doing it for 20-plus years. Uh, and he's a paranormal researcher, too. So he's awesome. done it all. Yeah, and he's experienced some stuff locally. So I can't wait to talk to him, and I'm going to send him a message probably this week or next week and see when he can come on and uh, talk about the Bigfoot stuff. So, uh, Nick, thanks for coming on with me, man. I appreciate it. No, absolutely. You know, I love being here, so I appreciate it. And anytime yeah. we have talked about this stuff. So, yeah. Yes, Thank definitely. you, man. Yes, sir. So, everybody, have a good night. Have a great new year. Be safe out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't do any of that crazy stuff because I'm not going to do it. But what's that? Uh, you drink and drive, you go to jail, crap, they put all over the place. So, that's, uh, that's how it is. Don't drink. Don't drive. It cost you dearly. Have a good new year. I'll see you next Thursday, 8 p.m. live, same time, same hour, all that good crap on the Paranormal Journal. And uh, have a great holiday weekend. Enjoy, everybody. See you next week.